It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Age of Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How you doing, brother? Dude, I'm doing good, man. We're fi- finally back at this. Yes. And, and we got some football talk, baby. I'm trying to figure out how we're going to move three months of football into as short a video as we are, uh, short of podcasts as we can. Yeah, this is going to get interesting, bro. All right, so let's start it off. Let's get into it because we got a lot to talk about and we got a little bit of time to do it. So here we go. First up, we're going to talk about this. We're going to do a little tiny bit of recap of the Super Bowl. Rams, baby! Super Bowl champs! Yes, baby. That's what's up. I had never seen anybody almost have a heart attack more times than this guy right here. NFC Championship game about killed me first. (laughs) That was a nightmare. I don't know how we beat the Niners. We beat them, but we're good. We moved on. Went to the Super Bowl. Beat the Bengals. Holy crap. Um... I'll leave you all up to debate whether it should have been Cooper Cup or Aaron Donalds for MVP. Uh, I was good with either. I kind of did want to say I love my boy Cooper, but Aaron did a lot of work to make sure we won too. Yeah. So yeah. I'm kind of split on that myself. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I love Cooper, and he did a lot on that last drive especially. It's Aaron flipping Donald, man. I can't All help right. myself. Anyway, so let's get back down to business. The offseason was nuts, and it's been nuts so far. First off, Aaron Rodgers is still a Packer. What? Did not like, leave. What? Did not force a trade. 
man. But guess who's no longer his number one receiver? Devontae mm-hmm. Adams. He's a Vegas Raider. Joins yeah. his college quarterback, Derek Carr, in Las Vegas. This is going to be interesting, brother. Yeah. Are the Raiders back? Uh, I, I want to say yes. But I've also seen um, McDaniel's shit show of a head coaching gig before in Denver. So, <laughs> <laughs> so not quite convinced yet. Not yeah. quite convinced, no. But I actually talked to my cousin Tim. You know it's TJ, but we call oh, him yeah. Tim now because it's adult to call him Tim now. It's adult. It's adult to call him Tim, not TJ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Teach. Uh, Tim, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, so um, I said, man, if he hits free agency, Devontae Adams I was referring to, you, the Raiders got to go get him, right? They got to go get him because yeah. he can cook back up with Carr and have a great opportunity. That I mean, he, granted, Carr is not on the level of Aaron Rodgers, but he has a rapport with Carr that I don't think will take very long to get back into sync at all. So that's where I was kind of like, let's see how this goes, right? And then they got the trade done. I'm like, holy crap. Right? That was unbelievable. Crazy, brother. Crazy. And didn't we call this? His retirement seems sketchy. But your goat, your goat, not my goat, your goat, not his goat. No, I don't think he's his no, goat either. But your no. goat, because I know how you people are, Thomas Patrick Edward Brady Jr. is unretired and back in Tampa. <laughs> Called that, didn't I? And you did too. Uh, yes, dude. We knew that he wasn't going to leave. You can't leave on those that terms. Mm-hmm. So um... it was weird. It was awkward. And he did it on a loss to the Rams because his defense freaking did a zero out blitz on a, on a quarterback. On granted, I know Stafford's not on. That level. But he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You don't call an all a zero blitz on freaking Matthew Stafford and not expect to get burnt by Cooper freaking Cup. Yeah. Which he did. And then we kicked the field goal in one and went on to the NFC Championship game. <laughs> and we didn't yeah. have to face the Packers, which was thankful. Oh, yes. Because it would have been cold. I don't, know if we been won. cold. I don't know if we would have won in the cold. Last time we faced Green Bay in the cold was the year before the playoffs. We didn't do good so well. We also had Jared Goff as quarterback, so that might have been a problem. Anyways, we won't go there. I, I still love you, Goffy. You're just a little weird. I, I'm not going to go over that whole sunrise and set thing <laughs> again with him. That was just so weird. Anyways. Yeah, um, was. Didn't know the sun sets and rises. What the hell's wrong with him? I don't know. Anyways, so... um. That was weird. Tyreek Hill traded from Kansas City to Miami. What? Yeah, this is this is good for the Dolphins, but what? Yeah. Well, Kansas City didn't want to pay that much, which I kind of understood. That's a lot of money. Yeah. $3 million for a wide receiver, which is what Devontae got, which is the Packers didn't want to pay. That's why they were willing to trade him. But I was just like, Tyreek Hill, you're willing to give up Tyreek Hill. They still got Travis Kelsey. They like what uh, uh, Nicole Hardman. Uh, they ended up getting Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. We know is a good wide receiver. Mm-hmm. 
if you can lay off the TikToks um, <laughs> and concentrate on football yeah. a little more. Uh, so I was a little surprised, but Miami, they, they messed up for one. One, they fired Flores, which was stupid. Yeah. Now they have an investigation against them because Flores was claiming that the owner wanted to pay him to purposely lose, lose. and they to have get better draft text picks. message proof of this. Yeah. What's like what why would you put that? Yeah. So yeah, so then they went and got a new coach, a head coach with offensive background from the 49ers. And they got weapons. They got some offensive line help. They got a good running back to help. They got, uh, of course, they got Tyreek Hill. They got some other weapons. So they're actually giving Tua the tools to prove that he was worth that pick at five. I think it was five. I think it went five, him at five, and Herbert at six. Yeah. Um, So that year. So it's just like. You kind of now have a lot of pressure on yourself, Tua. I do at least like because this offense is going to actually be, to me, better suited for him. Because it's a West Coast offense. He doesn't need to try to throw the ball downfield. Now, granted, you have Tyreek Hill. You're going to take your shots. Every quarterback's going to take their shot. Especially with Tyreek Hill. I'm just saying, you don't have to always throw up the field all the time. You just need to be accurate. And that's what his strong suit was coming into the league. Accuracy. Mm-hmm. That's what the West Coast offense does is accuracy. If you can be accurate, your wide receivers take care of everything else. Oh yeah, they've totally said to us now if he if he drops the ball on this one, he's done. He's man. done. He's man. done. This Stick year. a fork in. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with Miami. But that was interesting. Um, what was the other big one I wanted to talk about? Steelers fans. Before we get to the draft. Quit crying over Mitchell Trubisky. It's not that bad. No, it really is not that bad. He is a consistent quarterback, and I think people, they just, I don't know what their deal is. We're talking about a guy who did leave a very lead a very inept offense in Chicago to a playoff couple, time, couple playoff appearances mm-hmm. when they had a really good defense. Um, they only basically had Allen Robinson for wide receiver. Yeah. Their running backs were hit and miss. They would do good to Derek Cullen, and Montgomery would actually have good games, but they were not consistent enough. Yeah. So they didn't really have much of a true running game. And like we always say, if you don't have a line. Mm -hmm. Which their line sucks. A quarterback isn't going to be able to do anything. Which is why I feel bad for Justin Fields. I really do. So... You know, basically, that's where we're at with that. So don't be upset about Mitchell Trubisky. Be happy, though, that you got a good quarterback in the draft. We'll get to that in just a moment. Um, The Rams did some surprising things in free agency. Yes, they did. We got Allen Robinson. I'm not sure how. Because that was just... What? I was like, wait a minute. You did what? You got Allen who? Robinson? Okay. I'll take that. We lost Juan Miller. Uh, Sucked. Especially since we gave up a second and a third. We traded Woods because we got uh, Robinson. We traded Woods. I was a little kind of shocked because we didn't have OBJ signed. He's still a free agent. So I was kind of like, so shouldn't we have kept Woods as a precautionary that we don't get Odell back? Because we're going to probably get Woods 
healthy before we get Odell healthy. That was just kind of my thing. Yeah. My thought process. So I was like, I would have rather kept Woods just in case we didn't re-sign OBJ. And someone just said, I was like, we'll pay OBJ whatever amount of money he wants. Yeah. And then he ends up out of Los Angeles. You know, kind of like Buffalo did to Vaughn Miller. Bastards. <laughs> I can't believe it, dude, man. Buffalo. I get taking the money if you're yeah, Vaughn Miller. I mean, yeah. But my problem for Vaughn is you're not a young 33, bud. You're an old 33. You were injured last year when we got you. You came out of the cold in Denver, went to the warmth of Los Angeles. We didn't really play any cold weather games after Green Bay. We went to Green Bay earlier in the season. You didn't even play that game, for one. And two, you came when you came back, we never played a cold game after that. Yeah. Our first playoff game, at home. Our second playoff game, down here in Tampa. Well, we're not in Tampa, but, you know, Florida. In Tampa, good weather. So, our third playoff game at home, back in the back inside the stadium. Still, it's Los Angeles, California, so even if it was outside, it still would have been good weather. And then the Super Bowl, again, at home in good weather. Yeah, man. It's... And now you're going to the frigid cold weather of Buffalo, New York, hey, bro. Man. Money, bro, money. You know, <coughs> I don't care what, how much money you're going to get if your body can't hold up in that That's cold. That's true, because you got to make sure your That's body That's going to hurt. Up. That's going to hurt mm-hmm. in the cold. You know how you got in the cold in Oregon. Oh, yeah. And you just got cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. So, and I get cold. When I get cold, it sucks, because I'm just fat and <laughs> And everything old, hurts. And everything hurts. So, when yeah. it's cold, it really hurts. So, it's just like, man, getting hit, giving hits. In cold weather, it's not going to be pretty in Buffalo. I hope I hope for Vaughn's sake, because I love Vaughn. I've always liked Vaughn. Um, so, because you all know, I was ecstatic when we got Vaughn in that trade. Oh, yeah, the deadline. I'm like, we well, got Vaughn Miller. I was you're like, for you, dude. You're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I'm like, yes, we did. Look, you're like, oh, I was shocked, but crap. I was happy for you, dude. Because I'm like, dude, <laughs> it's like you guys are like putting together a super team what you did you obviously did so. and then you told me to go jump off a cliff when we signed obj <laughs> i was so you were so like, mad like what the fuck how how dude we got swiss bank accounts cayman <laughs> island accounts you know we just play with our money and poof we, we have it. and poof you have whatever you want yeah we just move the money around and make it work it's so cool it's good good thing you guys didn't try and get you know like said uh tom brady <clears throat> I'm ready to go fuck himself. Anyways, um, before we get banned off Twitch <laughs> for me cussing. Uh, so, yeah, so intriguing offseason for the Rams for the most part. Uh, that's basically the big news out of free agency. A lot of just breaking news a lot yeah. in the free agency. It was crazy. Like, basically, it was wide receiver movement. Um, quarterbacks got traded. Carson Wentz is no longer in Indianapolis. He's in Washington and the commander. Um, you have uh, Indianapolis turned around and traded for Matt Ryan yeah. from Atlanta. That was a shock, uh, but that was only because Atlanta had sh- thrown their hat into the Deshaun Watson trade. By the way, Deshaun Watson's in Cleveland, but so is still Baker Mayfield. So that's a weird, yeah, whole situation up there. Um, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward with that. Um, especially, you don't know what's going to be the outcome. He wasn't indicted, but yet the trial's still going for the for the um, 
Civil suit, so that's going to be interesting. I know during last season when we were doing the sports talk a lot, we were <clears> kind of <throat> quiet on the subject, and I'd still kind of like to be, but, you know. Mm. It, that's what we're only basically yeah. going to keep it at, is that he wasn't indicted. He still got a civil lawsuit against him, a class action civil lawsuit against him by all 22 women. That's got to be taken care of, but he's now a brown. That's it. That's all we're going to talk about, because yeah. we have nothing to go... One way or the other. Got, if he is able to play <clears throat> football again, yeah. is he going to even be ready? I mean, at least I you mean, know he's going to be healthy. He should be healthy. Hopefully he ain't getting chunky. Yeah, James Harden. Anyways, <laughs> um, we're talking football, not basketball. My bad. Uh, so let's keep it football talk. Yeah. Uh, so then we had the draft coming up. The draft course was not littered with quarterback superstar potential. Uh, so everybody was kind of like, man, it's the draft this year. Yeah. And no one really stood out as a top flight, got to be the number one pick. A lot of people were on the Aiden Hutchinson side. A lot of people were on, um, that was basically it. A lot of people just thought Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson was going to be it. I was, of course, still yeah. riding Team Kayvon Thibodeau. So screw all of you. Uh, I think he's... Still the best defensive end in the draft, or yeah. was the best defensive end in the draft because it's now over, so the draft yeah. is now over. So I still think he was the best defensive end in the draft. Um, he didn't need to be as big a threat at Oregon because we didn't really get a chance to play anybody special because we only played Ohio State really in his tenure. That was a legitimate competition outside the Pac-12. Big game. Um and he, unfortunately, was hurt before that game, so which sucked. So he didn't really get a chance to show off. His but I think skill. he's going to be good, man. And I just feel bad that he went to New York. Yeah, And the Giants. But it is what it is. <clears throat> Still looks small against Evan Neal because Evan Neal's six foot seven and 350 pounds. <laughs> and he's only 6'4", <laughs> yeah. 275. They showed that picture, and I went, that's not right. <laughs> That's terrible. I mean, don't get me wrong. Evan Neal's a badass tackle, and New York should be happy to have him at right tackle because he's going to be a really good right tackle for him oh, as yeah. long as he stays healthy. Um, that's going to be the key for everybody as long as they stay healthy. So the Jaguars pick. Jaguars spent a lot of money, too, in the free agency, by the way. And I don't know if it was good, but we're going to find out. We're um, definitely going to find out. They spent on the offensive line. They spent on receivers. And then they got a good edge rusher to go opposite Josh Allen. This is going to be an interesting thing. Um, I'm happy for Trevor Lawrence in that Me aspect. Uh, that they did spend quite a bit of money on giving him help. Let's just hope it actually works out for him. They got, as we talked about, Doug Peterson, who I, we do know is a good coach. He's a Super Bowl winning coach. So... That will be, and he's also played the quarterback position. This I am so excited to actually root for a home team this year, and I've been rooting for the Jaguars for plenty of years now. But I am hoping that this is the year you guys do something. It's a winnable division, honestly, because the yeah. only really good team is the Colts. Mm-hmm. Houston's not going to be any good. Ten, okay, Tennessee. I forgot Tennessee's in the division. Tennessee, though. Tennessee is. Yeah. Could take a step back, especially because now Tannehill has competition. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so they got they got to do better than Houston. Yeah. This year, have to do better than Houston. 
There's no excuse now. And I think having a new coach and getting away from the spotlight of him <clears throat> puts the spotlight back on the players where it yeah. should Yeah, get it off the coach. So, I really thought Urban Meyer was going to do fine, but boy, he was over in over his head. Yeah. A lot more than I thought he would have been. I can crazy. understand first year NFL head coach. I would have got that. Yeah, would have been if that was your excuse. I could have seen that, but he had so many stupid things he did. It's just like, dude. Yeah, you can't drink. What? You can't treat grown men like. You can't treat people who are paying mortgages like children. Like children, no. These are people who are being pl- paid to play a game and have to pay mortgages, car notes, yada 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 yada. You can't treat them like they're there just to get an education. Yeah. That doesn't work in the NFL. It did in college. It won't work in the NFL. No. Nope. you got to give them respect to get respect. That's going to have, have basically it's going to be. Anyways, so not that we're NFL experts in that aspect, but you just know by how we would be as men. As men. that's You're that's, not going to treat me like I'm a child because I have to pay a mortgage like you do or mm-hmm. rent or whatever. We pay bills. You pay bills. Let's show up that we are exactly equal as men here. That's our starting point. Yeah. Now I'm player, now you're coach. That's where we can start seeing a little bit of separation. Yeah. But you ain't going to treat me like a child. No. Not happening. So there's that. Anyways, so we'll move on from that because that'll take another long <laughs> thing. Anyways, so the draft, they got Trayvon Walker. Uh, the Lions basically broke their ankles trying to turn in the card for Aiden Hutchinson. Local kid went to Michigan. Now I guess to stay in Michigan. Go to Detroit. He's happy. He's happy. Um, I give credit to Detroit though. They turned around and went from thirty-two to twelve to get a court, uh, not a quarterback, a wide receiver, and Jamison Williams, who is coming off an ACL. But a lot of people said if he hadn't had that injury, would have probably been the first receiver taken in this year's draft. Yeah, because he has flat-out speed. He's got great hands, and he can run a route tree almost better than anybody in this draft. So, I give Lions credit for at least looking like they're going to do something. And not only that, but they do have golf. I know you're not really a big golf fan, but at least he is a competent quarterback. I respect golf. Yeah. More than a lot of people do. Yeah. He did take my team to a Super Bowl. Granted, Gurley led the way. Our running game led the way mostly that year. But basically, I'm just trying to figure out, though, how you went from... Because he did go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes on Monday Night Football to then kind of sliding and regressing as a talent yeah. quarterback. I'm like, dude, you can't let a Monday Night game against Patrick Mahomes be the highlight of your career. you gotta, you got to keep that momentum going that way, not that way. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I was, that's what the only thing that bothered me. It's like, dude, you, from that point on, you kind of regressed. Our offensive running game kind of carried you the rest of the year, and then you regressed the next year, and then basically after that, we were done with you. Yeah. Going into that, so it's just like, I'm so I was like, dude, how do you regress? Anyway, so. But he did get a couple wins, so he's not no longer winless without <laughs> Sean McVay as his head coach. Because that was going to kill him all year if he didn't win at least one game. Because 0 for 7 with Fisher, and he was like 0 for like 
11, the thing was 11 straight games they didn't win. But, uh, because, you know, they had to tie with you guys. Yeah. Um, that kept them from being yeah. over uh, on the whole season. <laughs> Completely over. I still can't believe you guys tied with the Lions and then made the playoffs. Yeah, this is crazy. I don't think you should be allowed to make the playoffs if you tied with the Lions. Uh, I'm surprised they even made the playoffs. The inconsistency of Big Ben was just is too much. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the also the other thing that helped you make the playoffs was the fact that the Chargers called timeout on the Raiders in the last game of the year, and the Raiders got pissed and fucking ran the ball for a first down, and they kicked the game in a field goal in overtime because that game couldn't end in a tie. For the Steelers to make it. Because both teams would have made the playoffs in the Raiders-Chargers game if they just tied. Whereas, you needed somebody to win. Yeah, that was just so That was so crazy, dude. Steelers fans across the world. Because you're not a a Pittsburgh area fan base. You're a world fan base. Yeah. Everywhere pleading for somebody to score that (laughs) overtime. And then when they attempted the field goal and they went through... A big old sigh of relief around the globe as that ball sailed through the uprights. Y'all, oh yeah, I remember that night. I was I was breathing a sigh of relief because it was it was intense, dude. I almost wanted the tie just to see the chaos it would have brought to all Steelers <laughs> fans. Yes, excellent. <laughs> and then you turned around and lost in the first chaos round. Chaos knows no bounds. <laughs> Oh, it's fantastic. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, probably the team that had the best draft, and it sounds weird to say, but how about the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets? They got Sauce Gardner with their first pick, fourth overall, a cornerback out of Cincinnati who is really, who's got really good potential to be a really good corner in this league. Then they turned around and got Garrett Wilson, one of the best receivers in the draft. He's um, a little bit undersized, but he's a good speed guy, and he does really well on routes. Him and um, Chris Olave were pretty close to giving Oregon fits in that game last year, where it was driving me a little nuts. Olave was a little bit more, so I was a little surprised Wilson went in front of Olave um, in the draft. But And then to turn around and get the edge rusher, they got Jeremiah Johnson at 26. Trading that's, back up. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what they do. I just, I just don't trust that coaching staff. Yeah, man. That's, that's don't get me wrong. Robert Sala is a great defensive guy, um, but he's not the defensive coordinate, defensive mind of Belichick. He's not the defensive mind of McDermott in Buffalo. He's Well, he wasn't the defensive mind of Brian Flores, who's now a Steelers linebacker coach. Yeah. Um, but... It's just like I, I, you you're gonna have to be better than McDaniel. I think it's McDaniel or whatever his name is down in Miami. You just got to be better than him, I guess. But I don't know. They at least loaded up. So the offensive line is still a little sketchy in New York. I would yeah, have gotten this, somebody. This proved to show that you know if they can't pull their shit together, then it's owners. Too, it's yeah. The ownership, it's yeah. Whatever they're doing in the front office, it's it's the coaching staff, it's all that. If you yeah. can't pull together with a crew like that, come on, man. 
where I get to this point where it's like, sometimes you kind of think the owners should just look at each other and see an owner flailing a franchise. Especially a... I know they don't. They only have the one Super Bowl, but the fact is, though, the Jets have a lot of respect in football yeah. for what they did for the league prior to the merger because everybody just assumed the AFL was going to get ran over when they merged by all NFL teams and just basically the Super Bowl was going to be laughingstock. So that victory by the Jets over the Baltimore Colts in Super Bowl three saved and respect a lot of respect for the AFL teams that were merging with the NFL teams because they were going to get screwed. Not only that, they do have a really good fan base. Jets are almost international, I would say, based oh, yeah. because they're a New York team. Oh yeah, and they, you still have a lot of loyal <coughs> Jets fans out there that say they don't care whether they lose or win. They're still Jets fans. But you so. got to be competent. That's why I don't get how. The historic, the historical nature of the Lions are just—you got to get something done. Yeah. The Ford family's got to give up the Lions. The Johnson family that owns the Jets has got to give up the Jets. Um, I would say the Haslam family that owns Cleveland. I know they're on the uptick now, but it took you forever to really get on the uptick. Yeah. And I'm you. I don't know. You kind of seem to you got to get somebody in there that can change the culture, and sometimes you have to do it with a new ownership group to change the culture. I mean, look, the Rams, say what you want about Kroenke and that time he was basically running the team from 2010 when he took over because that's when we got stupid. I mean, Bradford. Um, <laughs> same thing. Uh, until we came down to Los Angeles. I think he kind of had... That was a 10-year plan to me because he took over the team. The team was still kind of crappy. Hired Fisher. Team was still kind of medley in the middle and then moved the team to Los Angeles and then went, okay, now we got to really show off and we did after mm-hmm. we got rid of Fisher, of course. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> it just so... It's just like, so you got to... I mean, at least let people know your plan. You don't really seem to have a plan. I mean, Cleveland finally seems like they have a plan, so maybe the Haslam's can keep. I just, I have a hard time though. It's like you're not, you gotta you you have such a culture of losing now that like you see it now. Look at Stafford. He went from a culture of losers to a culture of winners, and he's Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Um. It's amazing. I don't care. You're like, well, he didn't do anything with Calvin Johnson. Yeah, but look, he never had a running game. And never really had a line either. You never really had an offensive line, no. You can't do anything with that. Mm-mm, absolutely not. So. Not that our offensive line is any good. We love Witt. I'm going to miss Witt, man. He's just such a cool dude. Yeah, he's a cool guy, man. I, I, hats off to him for everything he has done for the league mm-hmm. and his community. All that, man. By the way, ESPN, if you, if anybody in ESPN happens to be watching this, I will be muting Monday Night Football because I'm not listening to that garbage team that you got from Fox and Aikman and Buck. Oh. <laughs> that is just garbage. I don't know why you thought that had to be a Monday Night team. Ooh. Anyways, a little off topic there. Bro. Well, I was thinking because I'd like Witt to take over that spot. 
That would be cool. He can go to Fox and take over and be... Because he's not going to be biased. <laughs> I mean, granted, I mean, look, he was a Bengal, and then he was a Ram, and then he got a Super Bowl. I don't think he cares yeah. about either team in the, that aspect. Because he always said, I love the Bengals. I will always love the Bengals and what they did for me. He's like, but I'm going to love the Rams, too, because they said I wasn't too old. They gave me the opportunity to keep playing, and I res- paid them with a Super Bowl, and I'm done. You know, And he just, if you haven't heard him talk, anytime he's on Colin Coward, go watch. He just, it's just a great listen every time. Oh, yeah, man. He, he has a way about talking for sure. Yeah, love it. Listen to him talk all the time. Him and James Earl Jones and Morgan Freeman. They just listen to them talk. <laughs> all three of them. Morgan Freeman, James Earl Jones, and Big Wit. We... <laughs> I'm narrate my life. <laughs> and let's do it all. Uh, Anyways, uh, God, it would be so boring though. <laughs> <laughs> well, he <laughs> got up today. Went to his computer. Started working. <laughs> God, it's so boring. Anyways, uh, um, but it's just it's they're, they're, they just got pleasant voices. Anyways, uh, so then we're gonna get to your Steelers now. It came down to it. Surprisingly, quarterback needy teams didn't go crazy and went, we're going to take a quarterback early. A lot of people thought when Detroit moved up from 32 to 12, they were going to take a quarterback at that point. I was like, eh, I wouldn't move up 20 spots to get a quarterback who's may or may not be that great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like Pickett. I kind of just gave away what we're about to talk about. But I'm just saying. Um, I was still <laughs> about... I was still kind of sketchy about Malik because he played at Liberty. He didn't really play good competition. And he didn't have a touchdown when he did play good competition. That's kind of... Yeah. So now he's got to play good competition. I'd rather sit... I mean, if he had to sit behind golf, I can understand. But, <clears throat> so we didn't get a quarterback until... What pick did you guys have? 20? 20. 20. Pick 20. That seems like a weird number. Oh, that's right, because we added two more teams to the playoff, so 20 is a playoff spot, ironically. Weird. Anyways, so your team comes up, and Cooper's begging, pleading, quarterback, please give us a quarterback. We need a quarterback. Yeah. There's two on the board, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett. Cooper wants Pickett. I'm just like, whoever you get, ah. I was like, if you whoever you get, you can you have the option to sit him or play him. Mm-hmm. Either one. Because you can either have Mitch Trubisky mentor him for a year and be the quarterback, starting quarterback, or you can have Mitch Trubisky help him out while he's learning the game on the fly, basically. Yeah. Uh, and they went Kenny Pickett. And I said, that's a smart move. The reason why I thought it was a smart move, again, because he knows Pittsburgh. Oh, yes. He played at Pitt. Mm-hmm. He knows the weather. People are like, he's got small hands, the smallest hands of any of the quarterbacks that got their hand size measured. Okay. And how many picks did he have last year? Oh, seven. Huh. And he played how many games at home? Probably seven, eight, I think it was, something like that. He's athletic. He's 6'3", 225, I believe it was, in his weight. Uh, he is very mobile. 
Yeah. He's not like he's not mobile. Uh, and we're also talking about the guy who had a new college rule implemented that will probably be called the picket rule, where you can't fake a slide like he did in the ACC title game. That was hilarious, by the way. Wake Forest was not ready for that. Those two players were like, oh, crap, he's going into a slide. And, oh, he kept going. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, that white boy can be, be very interesting to see what he does. Glad he gets to stay at home. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised about this because I was like, there ain't no way we're going to get him because, you know, he's a good quarterback. But I was surprised nobody that needed a quarterback jumped back up in front of you to get a quarterback. Yeah. No one picked a quarterback when you could have picked a quarterback. They just stuck to their boards and said quarterbacks are not a necessity right now. Yeah. Um, because either way you look at it, if you didn't take a quarterback now, Trubisky and your defense and the development more of Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, and your receivers were not going to allow you to be crappy enough to take a good quarterback high next year unless you're going to give away the farm to go get it. Yeah. So you might as well have picked a quarterback this year. That's true. That's very true. I'm just surprised we even got him, though, because... From the way they were making it sound when they were doing recruiting and all that, that he was going to be pretty low in the draft. Yeah. So, so well, the fact that he slipped to us was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you mean go higher in the draft. Or higher in the draft. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You got a little backwards. The higher numbers is lower in the draft. <laughs> My bad. Whatever, dude. But, uh, so, yeah. So, it was, I mean, it sounded like Malik was probably going to go number one. And once he went, then obviously then Kenny Pickett was going to go because everybody would have freaked out and been like, oh, we got to take a quarterback now because there went Malik. Mm-hmm. Um, Malik ended up being the third quarterback taken, which was a little bit of a shock um, because everybody loved how well he did at the Combine, how athletic he is. He's got arm talent. Um, there's no doubt about it. He's, to me, he's a little bit more of a, I would say a power version of Michael Vick. He he's cause he's short like Vick. He's about six foot. A little maybe a little bit taller. I think maybe he had him like a quarter of an inch higher than Mike Vick when he came out. Um now obviously he's right handed instead of left handed like Vick, but he's a little more built. Yeah. So he can take a little bit of punishment if he had to. Hopefully you don't, but so he and he's not as fast. But he's so that's why I said he's like a power Vick. Yeah. Power version of Michael Vick. A Power Vick. Yeah, Power Vick instead of Speed Vick. <laughs> there you go. So, um, and right handed instead of left handed. And I don't think he can throw as far as uh, Vick could. Vick could throw the ball far. Oh, yeah. I'm like, dude, that's not fair. I'm like, Vick is not fair. He's a cheat code. I think that's what got on my nerves about <clears throat> him the most, especially when I used to, I used to play Madden with my cousin. Because he used Vic to run all the time? Vic all the time, running everywhere. And he was a cheat code, basically? Yeah. But in real life, I mean, he had a hell of an arm. It's just like, dude, just throw the ball a lot. You're good. You're mm-hmm. Gucci. But he didn't, and we we digress. Um, so, Pittsburgh had a good draft. The Rams, of course, didn't pick until the third round. Um, some fans were not happy because it wasn't a sexy pick. I'm like, what do you expect? We... Needed an offensive line help, and we got a pretty good offensive lineman from Wisconsin. So, yeah, I would take that all day, every day, because yeah. we needed that. We don't need a quarterback. We didn't need a receiver. We 
We ended up getting a running back later, but we didn't. It wasn't a need. Like, a lot of people had needs in this draft. I would say, basically, you guys filled your need, quarterback. That was basically the need. You didn't. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have to take one. Either you didn't way, want to. he can start or he can be the backup, and it's going to be just fine. And yeah, and uh, Trubisky can bridge for a year or two, you know, until you think Peck gets ready. But that's mm-hmm. what I liked about it. It's like, you, uh, the only thing I was like, okay, so Pittsburgh thinks that Pickett could start if need be, because <clears throat> I don't think even if you took Willis, I don't think you could start him this year. I just don't see how that's possible. He, I don't think he would have been ready for that kind of competition. I think Pickett, if need be, could start. I mean, he's going to get a fair chance. He's got the poise, dude. I mean, yeah. If you've watched him play, he is just yeah. There's something about the kid, man. Absolutely, fantastic kid. Um, He's going to be. Is he going to be Roethlisberger? You don't need him to be. Mm-mm. You just need him not. You just need him to be competent. Just need him to be better than the Roethlisberger we've had for the past couple of years. Yeah, and he is better than the Roethlisberger so, at the end of his career. Yep. Can you get prime Roethlisberger? Probably not. But no. if you can get seventy five percent of prime Roethlisberger for ten years, hell yeah, you'll Why take that not, every day. Because right? um, let's not forget this team is going back to what got him those two Super Bowls in Roethlisberger's early career. Defense and power running. Yep. Najee Harris and that great defense you guys got. Yeah. Uh, TJ Watt. Um, what? TJ Watt. What? Yeah. Uh, about the only player I would put even in the same breath of talent as Aaron Donald right now in the NFL. When it comes to rushing the quarterback. Oh, yeah. Um, the only difference is that Watt can do it, gets to do it more from the edge than Donald does, because I think if Donald got to be an edge guy a little bit more, he'd probably have a little bit more sacks overall. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still one of the league leaders in sacks since he's entered entered the league, but I'm just saying, Watt gets the benefit of being an outside rusher where it's easier to get around guys because there's less traffic. He's Donald's doing it from the inside where he can probably beat one, but all of a sudden the guy, the guard or tackle, yeah. depending on which route he went, will be there to meet him, plus the running back where... When you're T.J. Watt, you're just basically got to get around the around the tackle, and hopefully the running back went the other way. Yep. And then you're there at the quarterback, so it's a little bit easier when it comes to chasing down a quarterback for T.J. But still, very talented, and a lot. I'm, I'd say it, but probably the better Watt brother. Yeah, that that's probably got to be a good debate during uh, you know Thanksgiving dinners. Yeah. Family get-togethers. Yeah. But hey, we got a ring for Aaron, so Vic McVeigh doesn't have to worry about whether or not he did his job because he got Aaron a ring finally. Right. So, oh the man. The question is, is he coming back? Yes, he's back. He's already back. Okay. He's coming back. He ain't going nowhere. Because remember, he was kind of like, oh, I don't know. I'm just kind of. Him and McVeigh were crying about possibly retiring. I'm like, get over yourself. You ain't going nowhere. McVeigh? Yeah, McVeigh cried. He's like, I might step away from more coaching. I'm like, what are you going to fucking do? The only thing you can do is freaking commentary, and I think you'd kill yourself over that. <laughs> Not like literally, 
Yeah, because, I mean, he's one of them type of guys that he likes to run up and down the field. He gets involved. Like He's too energized right now. Yeah, he's very energized. He's a lot more energized than we are at 36, about to be 36. Yeah. He just turned 36, and we will turn 36 a little bit later in this year. You and June mean October. Yeah. So, and he's got way more energy than both of us combined. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I, he's like an eight. He, I think he has ADHD. He just doesn't know it. <laughs> he's so busy. He's got to move. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you can't sit still long enough to be a commentator right you now. You see the guy that runs with him to make sure he doesn't get hit? Yeah. <laughs> that poor bastard. <laughs> that poor bastard. Uh, I'd hate to be that guy. That is funny shit. Oh, that guy that has to run down. Oh. The only thing I would say I didn't like about the Rams draft is we didn't get a punter. You didn't get a punter? We didn't get a punter. We signed a punter after the draft, a, a rookie undrafted free agent from Texas. But I was like, there was three really good punters and one called the Punt God from San Diego State, who I watched, by the way, in the uh, Mountain West Conference Championship game against Nevada. And that dude can freaking punt. He can punt at 80 some odd yards. Well, I'm like, this kid is Hecker without the arm. Because granted, Hecker was our best quarterback for a few years. <laughs> right. That was scary. Who's your best quarterback? Or punter. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, Hecker was our best quarterback for a while. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, it's like, because I, I never saw him throw fake punts in that game, anyways. He was just. They didn't do fake punts in that game. He was punting. But basically, if you had the ball where he would have had to punt from his 10, he would have put the other team possibly on their 10. That's how good of a kicker he was. You, you like punters like that. We need punters like that. <clears throat> Just because you got Presley, Presley, on your te- Harvey, Presley Harvin on your team. Who can do that? Who you didn't even want. You're like, how do we get a punter in the sixth round? Because it's a punter and it's the sixth round. What are you going to get? Oh, and then you saw him punting and you're like, who knew he was that good? And then you saw him punting and you're like, ooh, ooh, he does punts good. Yep. Same with the uh, guy who also didn't want Pat Fryermuth either in the second round. He tied in from, he got a tight end from Penn State in the second round. What was that with that? Oh, you mean the best tight end in the draft? Yeah, you guys got that. That was such a terrible pick. Let's see. I think he had one bad moment in Pittsburgh when he got hit on a pass that he could have caught, but he didn't because the uh, safety timed it perfectly and cost you guys the game. Poor rookie, huh? Terrible. How'd that work out for you? Pretty good. Yeah, imagine that. All right, anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Penn State. Oh crap, he's actually good. <laughs> Dang it. I have all the luck in the world, don't I? Pittsburgh, six Super Bowl rings. You sound a little jealous over there, bro. I'm just saying, don't be upset when you're freaking getting good players. You know, who gets mad over a punter in the sixth round? <laughs> okay, I was a little. <laughs> the sixth round, man. I don't know, man. Just... <clears throat> if you're getting a punter in the sixth round, you at least know he should make the team. Yeah. 
Because you get a six-rounder in any other position, he may make the team. May. You're not going to get Tom Brady in the sixth round again. Trust me, you ain't going to get Tom Brady in the sixth round again. I don't care what anyone says. I'm just saying. But if you're getting a punter in the sixth round, there's a good chance he's making the team. Definitely. Fairly good chance. Especially when he can boom it. I'm like, here, watch his highlights. Oh, this has been fun. It was. It was good to get caught up. So, hope you all enjoyed. We'll be back with more football talk because we still got stuff to talk about. We just kind of shrunk it all down as best we could. As we could go on tangents all day, baby. All day, every day. Tangents. So, we'll probably be back with sports talk if we got time this week. Uh, So, we're hoping. Yeah, definitely hoping to start coming back more often and and just coming live on mm-hmm. on Twitch for you guys. Yes, and, so uh, we'll try to do this more often. Hi, everybody. Hey, hey how are you? How you doing? Hey, hey everybody. How you doing? <laughs> what it do? Bet? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know new people lingo. Yeah, we don't do that stuff. Young people. The black word, dog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking sports. sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. That's Sports Talk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now.